2: Good morning and welcome, it's 9 o'clock, I'm John Caldera, in for the man, give me a call 303-696-1971, good to always to talk to my friend, Jimmy Sangenberger, who if you haven't heard on the harmonica, you've missed, you gotta go see him live, it's just, it's just a kick, absolutely a kick, that, that white boy can play, who would have guessed, who would have guessed, got that harmonica made of gold bet my soul i'm better than you anyway yeah we were talking a little bit about hh and all but first this very important story this wasn't from fox 31 maybe you saw this the coors field cat i didn't know coors field had a cat this might be the only interesting thing that has ever happened in coors field in the last few months Smokey the cat broke the internet when he was searching for his new <laughs> Forever home. Oh, that's cute. This summer. Months later, he is still making an impact on the Denver Metro community. After his adoption, Coors Light pledged to donate ten grand to Animal Rescue of the Rockies for more happy endings like this. The money goes towards supplies like food, and cat litter. Hmm. In his prime, Smokey lived at Coors Field for 10 years, cared for by a dedicated team at the stadium who brought him food every day, no matter what the weather. Wow. In July, Smokey could no longer spend his days at the field. According to the animal rescue group, He wasn't as active as he once was. Then again, who of us are? He started to have health problems. His adoption application was posted on Animal Rescue of the Rockies. Within less than a month, he was adopted and moved into his retirement home in Boca Vista, Florida. No, I made that part up. And got lots of submissions the first day <laughs> uh, the rescue group still has Smokey's profile on the website to continue his story and bring attention to other cats that need homes. Why there's Korean restaurants that will always adopt these cats. I don't understand why there's ever a need to adopt a cat. Anyway, it's pretty cute. I didn't know Coursefield had a cat. They they should have let him pitch. It couldn't have been any worse, could it? Just just something, something to think about. All right, so if you know me at all, you know that I run the Independence Institute. Please check us out at thinkfreedom.org, thinkfreedom.org. And over the last quarter of a century, and before that as as an activist, I was involved in initiatives. Colorado has the initiative process, allows citizens like you and I to put things on the ballot. There are two ways for for ballot measures to appear. Either we put them on through the initiative process, gathering signatures, or the legislature puts them on. Now, when you and I put something on the ballot, we write up the bill that we want to see the legal change, the change in law, and it has to go through this long process. And the long process goes through... And it ends up in front of a commission of three appointed people called the title board. The title board, they write up the summary of the bill that you actually read on the ballot. Shall there be a change in Colorado revised statute? And it explains what it does. You read that on the ballot and you vote yay or nay. But... When the legislature decides to change something and wants to ask your permission, when they need to ask your permission, they get to write their own language and put it right on the ballot without going through the same process. In other words, there's this wonderful one rule for me, another set of rules for thee, two systems that we have. That means that the legislature, when they write something, like Proposition HH, they can just lie about it. They can just lie. It's really quite wonderful. And they can start off by saying on the ballot, Shall the state lower your property taxes, baby? Come on over. Let me slip into something more comfortable. And lower your property taxes. And make a larger homestead exemption for seniors, honey. Come on over. And they don't even mention that what it does is that it takes away our tax refunds forever. And you will lose a lot more money than you could possibly gain in this itsy bitsy tiny weenie weenie little tax cut that isn't really a tax cut because you're Property taxes will still go skyrocketing, <laughs> so it, it's it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous, correct? So I'm looking at this and I go, "This is nuts." So I decide to take the bill that created Proposition HH and, as best as possible, bring it forward as a citizen's initiative. Why? So that I could see what the title board would give it as a ballot language. Because I would like to contrast it with what the legislature did. I wanted to see what the difference would be. Instead of this lying ballot that you have that says, come on over, baby, let me cut the taxes on your property, to what it would really be. So I have to go through this whole process. And finally, I had my day in front of the title board. Fortunately, Sean Boyd of Channel 4 was there. Just a little buzz. Let me, let me just play this, this piece from Channel 4. I think it, I think it says it all.
3: Well, your ballot is in the mail this week, and on it will be Proposition HH, which which deals with your property taxes and future tax returns, among many other things.
4: A state board that scrutinizes ballot language is now raising questions that may give you pause when it comes to HH. Our political specialist, Sean Boyd, was at that hearing today. So, Sean, the board never got a chance to review Prop HH. That is right. It didn't get a chance. There are two ways measures get on the ballot. Citizens bring them, or the legislature does. When it's a citizens' initiative, the state title board writes the ballot question, scrutinizing every word to make sure voters know exactly what they're voting on. When the legislature brings an initiative, as is the case with Prop HH, lawmakers decide what it says. the scrutiny. While they say Prop HH is a tax reduction, that's not what the title board would say it is. Could you explain a little bit about what this measure does? Complicated ballot language, nothing new for the state title board. It looks at dozens of measures in any given year to make sure they're accurate and understandable. If not, they don't make the ballot. This week, it took up initiative 88.
1: This
2: measure is basically a carbon copy of Senate Bill 23303. As you know, Senate Bill 303 is prop hh for 2023
4: john caldera president of the independence institute a libertarian leaning think tank was so convinced the title board would never approve proposition hh as written he put it to the test bringing what is essentially a duplicate measure at its core initiative 88 like prop hh initiative 88 says it's concerning a reduction in property taxes but the board says that's not
1: accurate. Some of these provisions actually increase the tax. Would it be, is there any changes in property taxes?
2: It was very telling to me that the very first thing they did was take out this reduces property taxes to this changes property taxes.
4: The board didn't stop there. Its staff changed this, the question you see on your ballot, to this, a much longer, more detailed explanation for what the measure does and doesn't do. They took out expanding property tax relief for seniors, for example, and added creating new subclasses of property.
2: That is closer to what the title board would have given Prop HH if it went through proper channels.
4: In the end, the board refused to set a title for Initiative 88, saying it refers to a law that doesn't yet exist. You can't
2: create a title for something that doesn't make sense. So if this proposal can't be on the ballot, well then Prop HH can't be on the ballot.
4: I asked board members which law they were referring to, but they wouldn't say. Caldera isn't sure either. The only issues his attorney found were typos, one incorrect date and lowercase instead of uppercase in one place. Caldera has brought countless ballot measures over the last 25 years, and he says while the board is typically nonpartisan, it is appointed by Democrats, and Democrats wrote Prop HH. He thinks the board realized the changes it was making Would hurt prop hh so it just got rid of the initiative you know it does make you wonder what the question on prop hh would look like had the board written it i suspect very different than what it is well yeah you just got a taste of that right there in your story sean thank you so much and i guess now voters are just really going to have to be so so careful When you get that ballot, to know what you're voting for. It is complicated. I I am going to be breaking down Prop HH in the next week, so we can watch for that. All right, Sean, thank you.
2: Well, does that say it all? Doesn't it say it all? So what we have, all we've got is HH because the legislature got to write what's on your ballot, got to lie. Got to lie on it. Which I find fascinating. Absolutely positively fascinating. They get away with it because it's perfectly legal. They omit things like it's going to take away your tabor refunds, that it's going to bring in billions and billions and billions, will be the largest tax increase in state history. They don't have to write that. They don't even have to write that it's going to raise taxes. They get to say cut tax prop- uh, property taxes. so you get this and you don't have to you don't have to worry about a thing. This is how they're going to do it. So when the legis- when the title board was looking at when they were looking at the language, they started off with something that was three times longer than what you're going to see on your ballot. Now, your ballot's probably sitting on your kitchen table somewhere or your countertop. When you see it, remember, the real language of that would have to be at least three times longer. It would not start off, let me say it again, it would not start off with the words, shall the state reduce property taxes for homes and businesses, baby? And then it continues, including expanding property tax relief for seniors. All right, that's, that's how this one starts. What it would start would be the following. Shall there be a change To the Colorado revised statutes concerning changes to property taxes and in connection therewith, creating a property tax limit for certain local governments limited to no more than inflation and allowing the governments to impose a mill levy or mill increase to exceed that limit under circumstances. Temporarily reducing the valuation for assessment of certain residential and non-residential property. Creating new subclasses of property. Requiring state surplus revenue that the state is authorized to retain and spend to be used to reimburse certain local governments. For local property tax revenue and to be deposited in the state education fund to backfill the reduction in school district property tax revenue, transferring general fund money to the state public school fund and to a cash fund to also be used for the reimbursements and making an appropriation. That would be what would be on your ballot. There is no way on God's green earth that could ever pass, plain and simple. The only reason HH can pass, the largest tax in Colorado history can pass, is because the legislature lied when they put it together and wrote a different ballot title, what you see on your ballot, to something that is much sexier and says, shall the state reduce property taxes for homes and businesses, honey? Including expanding property tax relief for seniors. Yeah, who is going to say no to that? You had me at hello You had me at hello. It is the only reason this is going to have a shot at passing. Period. Period. Pretty amazing, huh? All right, 303-696-1971. You understand why I'm so excited about this, why I'm so angry that the legislature gets to play by a different set of rules. Now, they did this two years ago when they repealed the Gallagher Amendment. Why is it that you're looking at a 40 to 70% property tax increase? It's only because Gallagher was repealed. The Gallagher Amendment said for your residential property, if your property value goes up, your assessment goes up, your assessment rate goes down so that your property tax, what you pay, stays about the same. That way, when property values go skyrocketing, we don't get screwed. That's how Gallagher worked. But when the legislature lied and put it on the ballot... They said, right out of the gate, without raising property tax rates. And most reasonable people said, oh, as long as you're not raising tax rates, great. Well, you weren't raising tax rates, but you were most definitely raising taxes. What it did is it froze the assessment rate. Gallagher allowed, mandated, that the assessment rate would go down. It would go down. As your house's value went up, let's call it the the tax rate, to make it easier to think of, would go down. So the amount of taxes you would pay would be the same. If you were paying a a 5% tax on your house, If your house value doubled, Gallagher would say, well, now instead of paying 5%, you're only going to pay 2.5%. And so the amount of tax you would actually pay would be the same. Now, if if you had a house and the value of it doubled and you paid a 5% tax, and you're paying 5%, you're now paying double because the tax rate stays the same. That's why we're hosed. That's why we're hosed here with taxes. If HH passes, your taxes still go skyrocketing to the largest increase ever. It just doesn't increase quite as much as it would if HH doesn't pass. That's the beauty of HH. They're selling you a con job. It's really, really disgusting. If we defeat HH, it means the legislature has to go back and fix this and do it right. And it means we get a much better deal and we keep our taper refunds. You got to give them credit. The other thing we need to do is to force them to go back and go to the legislature or go to the title board like you and I do in order to ask us these questions. Oh, one last thing before we run to a break. Why are they asking us this? Absolutely. Everything on this question, except one little thing, they don't need our permission. Reduce property taxes for homes and businesses, the legislature can do that without our permission. Expand property tax relief for seniors, they can do that without our permission. Backfill counties, water districts, fire districts, ambulance and hospital districts, they can do that without our permission create different classifications for, for property, they can do that. Fund local school districts, they can do that. Oh, the only thing they need our permission for is using a portion of surpluses to pay for it. That means stealing our tax refunds. They can't do that without a vote. That should be the number one thing on this ballot question. All right, 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. In for the big man, I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here, 710 KNUS. 27 minutes after, I'm John Caldera. In for the big man, give me a call. 303-696-1971. The, the trickstery, is that a word? I like that word. If strategery can be a word, trickstery can be a word, all around proper uh, <laughs> preparation HH is just is just spectacular. Even the advertisements, even the ads hang on a second are getting so good that the media is catching on. Listen, Kyle Clark is not not usually critical of a lot of things that the the governor does. But listen to this truth test that he does on a 15-second ad for HH.
1: There are new TV ads airing here and elsewhere in support of Proposition HH, That's the Democrats' plan to take taper tax refund money in order to reduce the coming increase in our property taxes. It is almost impressive how they've managed to fit so many false and misleading claims into just a 15-second ad.
4: No one in Colorado wants a 40% increase in property taxes, but there's only one way to avoid it.
1: That is false. There is another way. But Democrats have rejected Republican calls for a special legislative session to find a fix for skyrocketing property taxes without raiding TABOR refunds or increasing the size of the state budget.
4: Prop HH will reduce taxes for everyone while preserving TABOR refunds.
1: That is misleading on a couple of levels. Prop HH would not reduce taxes below what you pay today. It would reduce the amount of property tax increases in the future. Prop HH is going to cut into taxpayer bill of rights refunds with the potential to eliminate those refunds altogether in some years. It would allow the state to collect, keep, and spend billions of dollars more in the next decade if Prop HH passes.
4: Yes on HH, property tax relief now.
1: Prop HH, like Colorado's tax structure, is complex, so any 15-second ad or one-minute truth test is going to have to simplify things. But there's a way to do it without being as deceptive as Prop HH's supporters are in this ad. Doesn't
2: that say it? Doesn't that say it all? Now listen. When was the last time I ever went to Kyle Clark and said, "Yeah, listen to Kyle Clark on this"? To Kyle's credit, he was he was among the first throw the BS flag when Senate Bill 303 came to light. He was the first one to say, no, this is not property tax relief. This is a shell game. This is a shell game taking your Tabor refunds. And the governor, the governor should tell people that. The governor should tell people that. And he said, quote, Governor, we're not dumb. We see what you're doing. I'm pretty impressed. So you've got people in the media now who are out there starting to tell the truth. I've talked to Kyle about this, and he was very clear. He said, listen, this might be good policy, it might be bad policy, but people ought to know the truth, that this takes away your TABOR refunds. That was it. That was it. I think that was a pretty wise, good move for any reporter. So you're starting to see reporters. You saw Sean Boyd, Kyle Clark, other reporters catching on that they have some sort of responsibility to get the truth out there. Because the legislature is lying on their ballot. They wrote their own ballot measure to con you to get more money. I love the beginning of the ad. The beginning of the ad that says no one wants a 40% tax increase. Hogwash. Lots of people want a 40% tax increase. The people under the gold dome want a 40% tax increase. They're going to get 40% more money. There are a lot of governments, surprisingly, that don't want HH. This is what really surprised me. And it shouldn't have once you think about it for a second. Of course, the governor and the legislature want HH because then they get to keep TABOR refunds. The largest tax increase in Colorado history. They have been, they have been lusting after those TABOR refunds since 1992. They got a big hunk of those back in, what was it, uh, 2005 with the passage of Referendum C. And they got a huge increase in the Tabor cap. A huge increase in the Tabor cap. But since then... The government has grown so much we've hit tabor limits again. They want it all. They want it all in perpetuity. A few years back, they tried Prop C C, which said give us the Tabor refunds. And voters said, Screw you, we're not we're not giving it to you. So now they're trying a different tactic. We'll give you this property tax relief for it. It's not property tax relief at all. <laughs> There's Still gonna make a lot of money, but you think that governments throughout Colorado would be would be crazy for this? So, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Now, keep in mind there are thousands of governments in Colorado. Yeah, there's school districts, there's counties and cities and library districts and water districts and blah diddy, blah 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 blah. The counties, there are 65 counties in Colorado. The organization that represents them is Colorado Counties Incorporated. They voted overwhelmingly to oppose HH. The ones that should love HH hate HH. Why? Because it sucks money away from them. The state gets more money. They don't. Think of that. The government that you deal with most closely doesn't like this. The counties. Well, certainly the cities must love this. The cities must love Prop HH. You know, because the cities get all that money from property taxes. But no, they don't. The Colorado Municipal League, the organization that represents all the cities and towns in Colorado voted overwhelmingly and are asking you to vote against HH. So the counties and the cities don't want you to vote for HH. Well, that doesn't sound right. Well, at least your local library and you know, water district and sewer district and cemetery district, you know those small districts... They want you to vote for HH. Except they don't. The Small District Association also overwhelmingly voted against HH, and they too are urging you to vote against it. There's only two levels of government in Colorado that want this. The state government, because they get to keep all your TABOR refunds, And the big school districts, because they get backfilled from the state. All the other governments, the governments you deal with day in and day out, the ones that fill your potholes, pave your streets, get books to your kids and water to your faucets, take care of your parks, they are urging you to vote no. Does that change your mind at all? Might not for you, but for your friends, neighbors, co-workers who are not maybe conservative KNUS listeners, but are pro-government, unaffiliated, trust-the-governor types. Maybe you ought to let them know that. Maybe you ought to let them know that the county governments have voted To oppose it. City governments have voted to oppose it. Small governments, the library districts, have voted to oppose this. Because it hurts libraries where your kids go for story time. Because it hurts them. Well, certainly businesses must love this because it lowers property taxes. Realtors have to love this because they have to lower property taxes to sell more homes. Well, then why in the world did the Colorado Association of Realtors come out against this and urge their members to vote against it? If one group is supposed to support lowering residential property taxes, it would be the realtors. But nay, they don't want that. What What about small businesses? Small businesses are the ones that take it on the chin with all of this stuff. The NFIB, National Federation of Independent Businesses in Colorado, they polled their members. 90%, 90% opposed, and they're urging all of us to vote against it. Please, they ask, don't let this happen to us. Don't let this happen to us. Why? Because they know they need those tax rebates too. And they will have more money with tax rebates, tax refunds. Just like the realtors know if their customers have more money, they'll buy more homes. Does that make any sense? This is the greatest threat to Tabor since Ref C, and probably greater than RefC. This will tap it out. On the state level, it'll be over. They will be able to keep billions and billions and billions. You will never again get that check that says Colorado cash back. You will never again be able to get a Tabor refund. And if you're a renter, you get nothing. You get nothing. I've always wondered why you'd want anything. The only people who really win in this are out-of-state landlords who might get a little tiny bit of tax relief. They're not going to get a table refund anyway. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. What's your take on all this? I'm John Caldera, in for Pete. Keep it here, 710 KNUS. 44 minutes after, I'm John Caldera, in for Pete. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. Let's get to the phones. Let's talk to Jay. Jay, good morning. Glad to have you. Welcome. Good morning, John. Hey, thanks for covering this issue. It's so
5: important. Um, and also the fact that you went down and kind of proved the point with uh, this board that, uh, that it is just simply a a fallacy or tax increase
2: it was an honor to do it took a lot of, it took a lot of time it's a long process but i've been doing it for i've been doing it for a quarter of a century I sure know how how the process works it was it was interesting to see how the title board really did not want to take this one on right,
5: right. I'll bet they didn't uh, you know polis was on Stefan Tubbs' show here recently, and Stefan actually asked him about this. And Paul was just the thing that got me about him because I really haven't really listened to him. He is a really good liar. I mean, really good. There's nobody better. Yeah, and he uh, weaseled out of it, said some epitaphs that just were absolutely ridiculous and arbitrary to the point, which is a typical, you know, spurious thing that Democrats do. They always you ask them a point that, you know, hey, what kind of bird is that over there? You know, it's like that kind of situation. But uh, let me ask you a question about this. You know, I don't see any refuting signs in large yards and neighborhoods. Uh, not a lot of push other than this station and maybe Kyle Clark. Uh, you know, what do we do? Because oh, these folks are really good at passing bills. Um, and I'm still astounded that pot is free and and drugs are free and ruining our our state from 2012 and the Obama, you know, re-election, they're good at what they do. And the people that have to go to work every day and, you know, get up and, you know, take care of their family and pay their taxes and all that, um, they just get hammered by this
2: bullshit that these people pull. Well, you can't say that on the air, so we're going to have to hit the. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) You're going to have to hit the dumb button on that one, Lewis. But I'm sorry. Yeah. The question is, how do we fight HH? Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about this one. One is to get the, get the word out. And it's about getting out the votes. It's about getting more votes. At the end of the day, it's simple arithmetic. And as long as people get the word that this is a tax increase not a tax cut right, it becomes right. pretty simple. And I've seen some polling this this ballot this fight could go either way. Either way. So we're we're standing in a position that I think we can we can defeat this. Um we, we can win. It's just a matter of telling people the truth. Website we have is hhsucks.com. Why? Because it does suck. So hhsucks.com, and that's all it does. You go there. We've got everything you could possibly need. Um.
5: <clears throat> well, everybody has a printer. So I'm sure you can go to the website and print off some artwork and put it in your front yard.
2: Uh, well, we've uh, got we've got the flyers there that you can print out. We had yard mm-hmm. signs at Independence Institute; they're all gone. We've uh, people mm-hmm. are putting them out everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't get, couldn't afford that many, but what they're putting out. Um, Advanced Colorado is doing a great job putting out uh, TV ads and mailers. We're mm-hmm. um, oh, we're doing uh, we're doing pretty that well.
5: Oh, the one thing I want to thank you for is the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the homeless thing where you did where the excrement was put on the Capitol. That was really good. That was a good call.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was born out of anger. Let me just tell you, it was not it was not something I really you know, planned to do. But after you clean up, for those who don't know, I, our building at Independence Institute is just a couple blocks away from the Capitol, and we, we get inundated with, Uh, the leftovers from our homeless problem. And so we end up cleaning up the bottles, cans, trash, vomit, condoms, needles, urine, and yes, lots of human excrement. And I got so tired of it. I just decided to deliver it to the steps of City Hall because they're the ones who enabled this entire problem. And I was surprised. It made Fox National News. It, uh, it really started some interesting things. So,
5: yeah, it really did. And it's, you know, it's the small things that you know stick out. And I'm assuming you're from this area.
2: Uh, I grew up here.
5: You know, we used to. Yeah, I used to walk in downtown and Capitol. I was actually real good friends with Michael Callahan. He Used to be the lieutenant governor. as a senator from Gunnison, and you know, he quit uh, as the lieutenant governor from atrocious things that the governor was doing because he's a decent person. He's actually conservative, but he wears a Democrat the moniker, And I used to sit down there with him in the uh, well of the Capitol and uh, see some of the things that went on with the legislators. And I just, you know, I didn't want to be involved with that because I just didn't like those folks. But, uh, you know, they are uh, they just want to hold us down and sort of keep us yeah. uh, at bay and be us, you know, Serbs or slaves to them. And and of course taking all our money is one way to do it,
2: well, it's one to thing, it. It's one thing to ask us, can we have your money? That's what Tabor mm. is all about. It's mm. about simple consent. There is nothing mm. wrong about consent. Mm. And that's what it's all about. The mm. it's it's a great and wonderful it's a great and wonderful thing. So yeah why not what's so frustrating is when they lie when they don't do it with consent and call a tax a fee and when they when they um trick us by lying on the ballot and say would you like to reduce property taxes when in fact yeah, sure no it's problem. much more in um in a uh, tax increase hey thanks for the call i appreciate it so much hey. let's grab some of these others before we run out of time let me uh Let's sneak out and wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Let's talk to Gary. Gary, welcome. You're with John in I'm so glad to have you, Gary.
3: Oh, hi, John. Um, yeah, you know, HH, for those of us who aren't afraid of math, is a pretty simple math problem. I mean, I can calculate how much my property taxes will go down next year when I have to pay them pretty and, and get pretty close. But the uncertainty is, Uh, TABOR refunds are triggered based on population growth plus inflation. So in order to determine how much we'll lose in the form of TABOR refunds over the next 10 years, you have to assume, make some sort of an assumption, how much uh, the, the state will collect in excess of population growth plus inflation, correct?
2: Um. Yes and no. You have to, you have to think about what the economy is going to do over the next several years. But the, um, the legislative, um, offices, uh, legislative council predicts in the next 10 years it's going to be something like $60 billion. So there's, there's just no question, absolutely no question, um, that, that this is going to cost you a lot more than you could possibly quote save in property taxes.
3: Okay, they wouldn't so, be putting it on the uh, ballot otherwise. Yeah, so I think a very simple way to drive the point home to Joe Sixpack, who doesn't like math, is to instead of saying it, uh, it'll it'll cost us sixty billion dollars, you got to boil it down to what will it save me? And so I got to believe. You could use a very simple model and say if, in fact, that $60 billion is going to collect, what does that mean for, like – you can make an assumption. A Denver uh, house with a 40, uh, $400,000 value, the amount you would lose would be X. You should be able to say, for you, it here's the dollar amount, not $60 billion. People don't understand $60 billion. They understand how much am, am I going to lose right. me – Joe sixty. So, is there something on this website that provides that simple calculation?
2: Well, the it's harder to do that because you don't know how the state is going to refund um, your taxes. Remember, last year we all got a seven hundred and fifty dollar check. Just remember this: you're never going to get that year after year after year after year. so that's one way of of doing it, but those checks are going to go higher and higher and higher, as our surpluses grow and grow and grow.
3: Yeah, but I gotta believe you could give a ballpark or a range.
2: That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Um,
3: All right, I just thought that might be a way to drive the point home. You know, you, you know, you might you're going to lose between X and X. That's how much you it is in A, are going to lose if you live in a $400,000
2: house. Right. Well, and keep in mind, whether or not, and this is the part I don't think people get, whether or not you get this thing passes, your property taxes are going to go up the largest, the largest it will ever be. Let me say it again. We're in for the largest tax increase ever whether or not HH passes.
3: That's right because, you know, I mean it's kind of a good news, bad news because our property values are going up so in the short term you're going to pay property taxes but when you sell your house you're going to make a bundle.
2: Right. Here's 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 the point. You're you're definitely definitely going to Pay more. The only way you're going to get your property taxes down is to defeat property or Prop HH, which will force the legislature back into special session to really get us a better deal. We need a better deal. They will not have a better deal if this thing passes.
3: Yeah, my, my vote's in the mail, John. I'm voting it down. So thanks for the information.
2: Well, thank you so much. All right, three hundred three six nine six nineteen seventy one. It's it is maddening. It is just maddening to think how how they get away with the lie and how they use our own money against us. What is most frustrating to me is how the legislature lives by a different set of rules that they put something on the ballot and they can write their own ballot title that is what you read on the ballot they can lie they can omit they can say that it saves you tax dollars when it costs you 65 billion dollars more over over two decades that's their estimate that's their own estimate that's their estimate Over two decades, $65 billion. $200 billion over three. But when I or you or any other citizen put together a tax proposal, put it on the ballot, we can't write our own lying, omitting proposal and write our own ballot title. No, we have to bring it up to a... Panel that is appointed by three Democrats and they write it for us and they do the best job they can. And they have to write what they think is a fair and honest summary of the proposal. And we can't lie. There are two systems. There is a system for the elites under the gold dome and then there's a system for us. That's the difference. That's the difference. And that's why we're always left behind. This is why we have to do it a little better. That's why we got to fight this. All right, Lewis, where are we? We're going to run up against the clock, but I don't know where it ends because I could just keep lathering. All right, we'll take a break right now. I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. You're on 710 710 KNUS